0: music mm-hmm. The Alternative GCSE podcast. I'm your host, Emma, and I've been working in education now for over 12 years in various different roles. This podcast tackles some of the wider issues in education and hopefully will spark some more conversations to drive change so that every single child and teenager can be fully supported to grow into well rounded, happy, and successful adults. So let's get started. (laughs) And welcome to today's podcast. So it's all about bullying today. And last week was anti bullying week in schools in the UK and during the week different schools take different approaches and my little girl's school has an odd socks day where the kids have to go into school wearing odd socks and I presume although I don't know that they talk about everybody's differences and how we're supposed to share in them and obviously this is a primary school so it's quite infantile and quite basic in their approach but it gets discussions going and I think it's really good to raise it and I think that the word bullying or the phrase of bullying can be brandished around a lot and it's not often fully unpicked or understood. And so today I'll be exploring it from all different angles and throughout today's podcast I'm doing it a a little bit differently because normally I would research and there'd be statistics and things but today I'm just going to give you some personal accounts of bullying, how it's impacted some of my friends, myself and also think about why people bully other people. So when I was a kid I was bullied um, as a lot of kids are and I suppose growing up in the 90s it was a different era to the kind of era that we live in now. Bullying was horrible, quite frankly. I wasn't in school very much because I wasn't very well. And so this was in secondary school. When I did go into school, I had kids that was kind of not talk to me, give me funny looks. Um, and I remember vividly one time I was sat in the nurse's office because we had a nurse's station back then at school because I couldn't do PE. I was really in pain and I didn't want to do PE, so I didn't. And the teachers kind of knew what was going on. And I was in there all by myself and then one of the girls from my year came in and was really, really quite rude to me um, and basically suggested that I wasn't ill and that I had some disease that people could catch and that kind of thing. And I remember sitting in the office and really thinking in that moment as a 14-year-old, I could go one of two ways here. I could either just ignore her, stare at the ground like I would normally do Or I could be honest with her. So I was honest with her and I told her in a lot of detail what was wrong with me, the procedures that I had to go through, the medication I was on, how it affected me. And it was really hard. And I remember shaking like a leaf as I was explaining it. And I was really worried that it would come back and haunt me. But luckily, whatever I said must have really ingrained in her because the bullying stopped. Now, I know some kids aren't as lucky, and that bullying for me went on for a couple of years whilst I was in school, and I think kids inherently pick on people that look weak or are different from everybody else, and it's a strange thing, but I suppose we come from tribes, and so if somebody is different or weaker of the tribe, they would tend to be left, and I do think on an evolutionary basis that that is kind of where we come from. And that's why, on some kind of level, bullying occurs. Now, differences aren't celebrated, and there is no denying that. Even now, um, the Football World Cup is going on, and in Qatar, where they really hate homosexuality. um, The England team were supposed to wear these bands, and they were, the night before, um, FIFA suggested that they would be getting fines uh, if they wore them. In front of the Qatar audience and at the stadium, and I think there are some certain cultures which do not celebrate differences like that and actually stone people to death for things like that. Um, bullying can come in a range of different formats. Obviously, picking the weaker person does. Um, I have a friend uh, who I've known for many, many years, and um, he's an incredible person. He um, was went to one of the best private schools as a child. It was in his family that he always went to this particular school. And if I'm not going to mention the names of things because the people that listen to this will know who I'm talking about. But he, unfortunately, for whatever reason, was picked on. And every lunchtime, they would put his um, possessions, his coat, his bag in urinals and it was really horrible for him and it's massively impacted him even now i can see it and um he is a wonderful person a wonderful father um but he it's quite evident that it's had a massive effect on him so much so that when he left that amazing established and prestigious prep school and secondary independent independent secondary school and um, he joined the police and he's worked his way up and he's really high up in the police now. And he is an example of someone who took bullying and thought to himself, as an adult, this is what he said to me as an adult, I want to put these people behind bars. And he's flipped it into something positive I also know of people where bullying has impacted them in an incredibly negative way. One of my other friends, who, again, I've known for a really long time, um, came over here from, Oh, where is he from? (laughs) I forget now. Lebanon. Lebanon. And he came over when he was about 14 years old. 12, 14 years old, so in the, right in the middle of secondary school. And he unfortunately didn't quite fit in because he spoke a different language and his parents moved to, I believe, South London. And he was picked on all of the time for being different. And he is different. He's an incredible dancer. He is... Uh, just a really quirky kind of person but as a teenager he would have stood out like a sore thumb and he has never ever been able to form a regular normal relationship and he's insanely clever he's gone to university and done masters and he works within the banking system but he has so much trouble in his personal life so much so that I would describe him as a very solitary person and lacks the ability to maintain relationships. And I'm telling you these stories firstly, because I don't think the people that they're about will listen to this. And secondly, because bullying really does affect people. The two people that I'm mentioning are in their late forties right now. And or early 40s sorry one of them's in the early 40s and one of them's in the late 40s and it's incredibly sad that first of all they have to go through this and they wouldn't have been able to speak to their parents back when they were younger about this stuff but secondly that there was no support for them when they were younger and it had to be brushed under the carpet because if it wasn't brushed under the carpet and they made a big deal of it the bullying would have got worse I'm not too sure that things have evolved very much in schools now because I still hear about a lot of bullying and I have an enormous amount of students that I have met, both past and present and probably future, that have terrible crippling anxiety because of the bullying that they have experienced and do experience in school on a daily basis. And I was listening to a podcast yesterday, um, Fern Cotton's podcast, Happy Place, And there was a guy on there, the guy that wrote Matilda, and he posed a really interesting question that I kind of wanted to delve into today when I was talking about bullying. And it's the idea that should schools actually get involved with this stuff? On one level, I think they should because it will impact a student's learning. But on the other hand, we need to look at the bullies themselves. And so that's what the next part of this podcast is going to be about bullying comes from a deep desire to project pain onto somebody else and that pain has to come from somewhere you don't just wake up one day and think I'm going to make someone's life hell that has to come from somewhere and Often it comes from the home. and I've been reading an awful lot of stuff um, about children and their early development. And it's quite clear that when children suffer from witnessing or seeing parents that have anger issues, parents that have an ability an inability to communicate with one another, or parents that are stressed, all the time, that this will have an impact on the children. It's just common sense, isn't it, really? But if children are not given the opportunity to speak out and to communicate their own feelings about what's going on, then they have to get let it out somewhere. And that's where bullying comes into play. And I know a few podcasts back, episodes back, I did mention the idea about having therapists in classrooms every day Uh, not every day but there will be a therapist that is assigned to a student that they will work with them over a long period of time just as the norm which happens in Finland and I do think there is a place for that because there are not enough places where children and adults really but children let's focus on the children first have an opportunity to just speak freely and honestly and I think if more children were given the space and the security to let themselves be open to a dialogue and a conversation about how they're really feeling, I think it could eliminate bullying and it could stop all of this negativity that will and does impact children into their adult lives in a severely negative way. You see, the truth is once a child becomes a bully, uh, it's likely that they will never get out of that mindset and they will always be a bully into adulthood. It's also likely that those that are bullied will also become angry as adults or have issues as adults attaching and forming relationships. So these are terrible cycles that both the bully and the victim of bullying get into. And until that cycle is broken, either through therapy or through treatment or through some kind of conversation that happens on a daily basis to unpick the whys and figure it out, It's really unlikely that these things and these cycles are going to be broken. What can we do to help and support both of these? I suppose if you're listening to this and you're in school, the obvious thing is that if you see a bully, then you need to report it to somebody. If you are a bully, you need to think about why you do it. Where is it coming from? Do you enjoy hurting other people? Do you enjoy the feeling of being powerful against somebody? Do you enjoy the popularity and the gang that you have established as a bully? And if you're a victim, why do you keep quiet? If you're a victim, why aren't you speaking out? What are you worried about? And if you're a victim, Who can you talk to? And if the answer to the victim questions that I've just posed are no one, then I urge you to find someone. That could be a friend that you have. It could be a relative. It could be a teacher. It could be anybody who is outside of the situation where the bullying is occurring. The other thing I haven't even mentioned is cyberbullying. And this is something that I never experienced as a youngster because I only got a phone when I was 15, shock horror, because before that, phones didn't exist. But they do exist now. And the trouble with cyberbullying is that you can have people with fake accounts. You can have people that are relentless in their bullying and can form groups and can screenshot things and spread it on groups. And this is really dangerous I can't express to you how dangerous it is. So to stop or to prevent cyberbullying from occurring, there are a few things that you guys should be doing in general, even if you aren't experiencing this or if you're a parent listening, these are things you can tell your kids to do. Firstly, make everything private. Do not have photos or do not have an account where other people can look at your pictures. Those can be screenshotted and edited and just don't do that. So make everything private. That's for Instagram, that's for Snapchat, that's for TikTok, that's for all the social media outlets that you guys use. The second thing is don't converse, do not reply to messages from people you don't know. And thirdly, if somebody is sending you an abusive message, you need to talk to your parents about it. And if you are a parent and you are seeing this stuff on your kids' phones, you need to report it. And you should report it to the police, not the school. Because ultimately, if the children involved are over the age of 14, they're fully aware of their actions and they should be held accountable for that. And it's not scary and it should be dealt with. Because if we don't deal as a society with this situation when the kids are small, they're going to turn into adults that do this stuff. And that is just terrible, as I'm sure many of you adults listening know. So, I'm not sure how long this has been today, but um, it's just a short one really on bullying. There's a lot of stuff I could say. There is a lot of really horrible, there are a lot of horrible statistics on this, but I didn't want to dwell on those too much because I want it to be a positive thing. I want us to think, actually, everybody involved in bullying, both the victim and the bully, are suffering in some kind of way. And often the victims obviously are the worst in the suffering, but the bullies themselves, that bullying comes from a point and a situation of pain it's not from them being malicious they've learned that behavior somewhere and I think it's good to bear that in mind if you're a teacher if you're a parent and that we all work together to stop this this week, I have also in my classes been asking kids about screen time. And so next week's podcast is going to be looking at screen time. I was absolutely horrified to find out that some of my teenagers are having, as well as attending school, six between six to 10 hours of screen time a day. I'll be looking at the implications of this next week on the podcast. And I'll also be looking at what teenagers, how it affects their brains, because there's been a lot of studies on this. And I've researched this in depth just from my own research, for my own child. And also what we could do instead of staring at a screen all day. Maybe get out in nature, who knows? Until next week, please like and review the podcast and I'll see you then.